The New Year's is rapidly approaching. And if you're like most people, you're going to take a moment and step back and do a New Year's resolution. And below that, obviously, is a deeper question, which is, what do you want to focus on in your life? What do you want to leave in terms of a legacy for your life? What's your life all about? And when you're asking that question, I naturally think of someone like a Steve Jobs. Why did someone like Steve Jobs and how did someone like Steve Jobs leave such a massive legacy in the world, have such a massive impact on the world? And why aren't most people leaving an impact like that? And I would argue that it's uh, far beyond his innate capabilities. It's really about the place in which he lived, where he lived mentally. And what do I mean by that? Well, a clue comes from a very strange and unusual and unexpected book that Steve Jobs left at his funeral. So at his funeral, everyone who got there uh, received a book written by Paramahansa Yoga, which is uh, entitled uh, Autobiography of a Yogi. And if you've ever opened this book, and I've, I've cracked it open a few times, it's a very strange book. I find myself reading it and asking, what the heck is this? Are any of these fantastical stories even remotely true? What kind of world does this guy live in with these yogis that can transform matter into flowers and different scents and meditate, uh, levitate, live outside of time, things like this. This is what this book is about. And uh, I would argue that Steve Jobs had a very special uh, ability to live in two very different worlds, to hold two very different worlds simultaneously. On the one hand, he very much lived in the world the material world, right? So he ran a huge publicly traded company. He spent late nights uh, dreaming up and working on new ideas. He was engaging with uh, employees and investors and hiring and firing people and going to conferences and all the stuff of the world, right? Driving around in a car, doing his laundry or having someone else do his laundry, all the mundane aspects of life. And at the same time, Steve Jobs managed to live in the mystery, which is if you're, if you're brutally intellectually honest with yourself, we live in a mystery, right? We're in this existence of 93 billion light years of the universe. Um, we are, we're basically, if you look at physics, we are stardust that has come together despite the laws of entropy and we are sentient and we are existing. So Steve Jobs managed to basically have one foot in the material world, strongly driving a really creative agenda, and then one foot in this broader world, uh, living in, for lack of better words, living in the universal question, why are we here? Uh, what does it all mean? And I think the default tendency of the human mind is to pick one or the other. So if you're living in this universal, you're kind of woo-woo Northern California, it's all energy, man. Let's hug tree, whatever it might be. It's sort of uh, that world. And the extreme version of the other world is let's go start like a, a quant uh, arbitrage fund. Uh, just make uh, make money in the world of finance. Uh, forget these deeper questions uh, and then whatever it might be to, to find meaning. But basically close the door to any broader existential question. I think most of us choose choose that path. But rare people like Steve Jobs were brave enough 
and insightful enough to be able to walk through the world and hold both the human material world as well as the broader question there. And that's uh, exceedingly rare. And I would leave you with one more question uh, as we close, which is similarly, think about the sacred. You have some relationship with the sacred, whether it's believing in uh, the sacred or God or universal energy or whatever, uh, universal intelligence, or you sort of completely say that's all, that's all BS. Uh, everything was just a kind of a, a random ex- um, creation of a process that just uh, has no kind of intelligence behind it. Um, and I would posit a question for you, which is either everything is sacred or nothing is sacred. Meaning we tend to think around, okay, you might have sacred moments where you're in a church and you feel connected with the higher, or you're walking out and you see a beautiful sunset or two or three moments in your life when you get deeply inspired, but the rest of the world, you know, getting stuck in traffic, um, being on a zoom call, someone cutting you off, um, getting marketed to from the billboards. How could that be sacred? And we either live in a world where everything, including things that seem very mundane and trite and so down to earth and, uh, annoyingly trivial, either it's all sacred or none of it is really sacred. So I'll leave you with that question as you hopefully have a chance to unwind and turn off from work a little bit towards the end of the year and start thinking about your life. Are you able to hold both these questions uh, in your consciousness? Are you able to be cognizant of the bigger mystery of our life and the bigger question of why you're here, what process created you to put you here, and the day-to-day responsibilities, tasks of running a family, running a business, operating in the world, getting life insurance policies, uh, whatever you might be doing to, to live in the world as a human being. So leave you with that. I hope whoever needed to hear this message, it got to you and have a wonderful start to the new year.